from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Well, an 82-year-old female powerlifter. She, well, turned the tables on an intruder. Uh, she used uh, various household items, including a table, shampoo, a broom, all of them to take down a guy who broke into her home in Rochester, New York. Well, that's way upstate, but we're talking about it anyway. He picked the wrong house to break into, obviously. That's what uh, Willie Murphy told uh, the local news station, WHAM, ham, uh, television. Uh, Murphy was getting ready for uh, just to go to bed, 11 p.m. Thursday. A man started pounding on her door, saying, I'm sick, I'm sick. Boy, oh boy. Uh, Christy Miller is joining me now. Hey, Christy. Hey, Pat. Uh, now, if someone is banging on your door, I don't care what town you're in, in <laughs> you don't answer the door. No, do you? no, you don't. You're banging on the door. I'm sick. Let me in. And oh, obviously, yeah. Who are you? Did I fuck you yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're sick, I definitely don't want you yeah. in here. I need germs. That's it. <laughs> to get murdered with germs. The least appealing thing you could say. You know, you'd be better off screaming, I'm well, I'm completely healthy. I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> That's how I'll open the door. <laughs> when she called the police and wouldn't let him inside, the man broke down the door. So she did the right thing, of course. She's She's been around the block a couple of times. So she grabbed the closest thing she could find to defend herself. Happened to be a table with metal legs. I took that table, and I went to working on him, Murphy said. Boy, that's a tough old lady. The table broke. And when he's down, she continued, I'm jumping on him. Now, that right there is something that I've been envious of my entire life as someone who knows how to press an advantage. Press an advantage. You know? I remember, Kick a man when he's down. Well, if that's what's required, you know, if he's in your home. Yeah. I had a, a fight. One of my fights that I had when I was just a kid, you know, I was like, oh, we're going to get off the school bus and we're going to fight, you know? And I socked him and whatever. I knocked him into this ditch. And then I just stood there kind of like I didn't really know what to do. You know what I mean? Like uh, what I was supposed to do was get on top of him and, and just pummel him. beat the shit out of yeah. him. Right. But I thought, well, I proved my point. You know, I think I just kind of like figured that I uh, that I did it. Yeah. And it, it wasn't over. It turned out he could get up and keep fighting. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. So I ended up with a black eye, much as you have a black eye. You know, they're trendy. <laughs> you got yours in a way uh, that we'll, we'll talk about this in one moment. Christy Miller uh, is part of this trend that we've been talking about on this show in which people are being uh, violently attacked sometimes, and in this case, in the subway. Now, uh, but unfortunately, there was no table around to hit him with. Uh, police arrived. The or, was, Will, or Willie Murphy. Where was this bitch at? I needed her. <laughs> what, a, what a bodyguard, huh? Right? Uh, yeah, she... Uh, <laughs> when police arrived, the man was taken to the hospital, and Murphy applauded as a star. The officers that came wanted to, to uh, get on my front porch and take selfies with me, she said. Uh, Murphy works out at the uh, Y, Y, on a daily basis, and can't. she can deadlift uh, 225 pounds. That's 82 years old. You, you know, most people are have long given up by that age. I mean, that's, Most people have given up at 40. Yeah. And this old hag is I've I've watched her lift in meets before. Yeah. On videos of her doing meets and I've just been like that's my spirit animal. Hmm. She's amazing. Well, and 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 she closes it out with the ultimate spirit uh spirit animal, I guess, quote. <laughs> she says uh, I'm alone and I'm old, uh but guess what? I'm tough. I'd say you are. Hats off, Willie Murphy. And you're a power lifter, too, huh? Yes. And you uh, have competed and stuff? Or? Just for charity meets, because usually with my schedule, I can't, like, train for an actual meet. 
because it's 11 to 12 weeks of training, of yeah. intense training. Oh, yeah. And you have to watch, uh, is diet, I mean, I'm sure diet's important. You probably have to eat a lot. You have to lot. eat. Yeah. You have to eat to Proteins lift. and stuff. High protein. You have to eat carbs. you got to eat. Mm. You can't be afraid of food when you're lifting per, for performance. And I'd say that you probably feel like you need every bite of that food. Yeah. I burn a lot, and I get hungry very quickly, mm-hmm. and- it's if I if I go longer than like three hours, I get very faint. My blood sugar drops because I'm burning. So I have to constantly feed myself. Wow, uh, I, it's I had a great a, habit. I, to did, have. I dated a girl like that, but uh, but it was with cock. She had to have it all the time. Hey, telling you, if it wasn't true, I wouldn't say it. Yeah, it might be hacky, a, no, but it's my life. But it's true. <laughs> That's why it's funny. Yeah, oh my God. Well, she was dangerous. You know, I always say, you know, when a woman will suck your dick as much as you want her to, to the point where she's like, "You want a blowjob?" and you're like, "No, I'm I don't." Full. <laughs> then she sucks it anyway. Uh, any woman who sucks your dick that much is. A, a lunatic, a maniac. She's no, to kill you. no woman, no sane woman wants no. to suck a dick that much. No, She's out of her fucking mind. And get no away. jewelry. And you can't get away. <laughs> jewelry. <laughs> Not even a five dollars spot or something. Mm, I, I I don't reward bad behavior. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you were on okay. which train? Were you I on? live in Midtown in Hell's Kitchen. And I was going up to the little gym where I train out of. It's an independent training gym. It's not a gym gym. Mm-hmm. And this is where I take clients part-time to, and I pay by the, the client, like a, a rent. I pay rent, basically, for the- like an hourly fee. Mm-hmm. So I was just going there to work out. And I was like, I was having a good day. I watched football. I was like, relaxed, clean the apartment. I'm like, I'm going to go work out. Then I'm going to go downtown and do a spot. Actually, this do, is good. do you mind if I ask, who's your team? When you said you're watching football, do you have one or no? Um, my team is the Giants, but I'm watching the Ravens because I love Lamar Jackson. I think that kid is a superstar. See, I'm, I'm behind on names, but what position does he play? Quarterback, okay. Baltimore Ravens. And he's doing that great. That 21-year-old kid who's – Oh. His mama raised him. The kid is so sweet. His mom raised him by herself, This and he's so polite, and he's so – he's such like a – He's basically like his his stats this year and his rookie year are same as Tom Brady's stats were in his rookie year. They mm. are neck and neck, and this kid beat the Patriots. Yes. You know you're 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 a true feminist because I, I and I can tell that because like you're talking about a quarterback and you give credit to a woman. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> we know. Mom. Listen, we know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But you know, she raised him and made sure he went to practice. She threw the ball with him. She would run plays with him. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, she she was heavily physically involved in his. Okay, I didn't mean to take you off course. So, so you were right. just saying it's a chill Sunday. So I'm having and a great gotta, Sunday. Yeah. So I'm get on the R train on 49th Street going uptown to 59th and Lex. It was too cold. The trains were delayed. And I'm like, oh, it's like 30 degrees out. Do I really want to walk to the Upper East Side? I'm like, no, I don't want to. Free- I'm just not in the mood. Christy, just shut your mouth and be patient. Stop trying to be in a hurry all the time. Well, that is a time factor there. I mean, that's a yeah. long walk. Yeah. Across so, town and kind and of uptown uh, as well. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, you know what? Just be patient. You'll get there in time. You have plenty of time to lift. Got plenty of time to eat and get dressed and go downtown. You just relax. Get over yourself. Okay. Stop being in a hurry. Yeah, this is your inner dialogue. This is my inner dialogue. And so the train pulls up. I remember looking at the MTA app to see when the train, because it was delayed. So I was looking at the time, and it kept being delayed. I remember looking at it saying 423, and then all of a sudden the train pulled up. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, it's, that's on time to the late time. All right, so I get uh-huh. on the train. 
and I'm standing there. It's pretty full because it's delayed. Right. So I'm standing holding the pole like a stripper waiting for her song to start. You know, <laughs> holding it. <laughs> and I'm waiting. Are you sort of like walking around it slowly, yeah, right. one finger no, on the pole? I'm like this. <sighs> Hit the music, motherfucker. <laughs> When's Def Leppard starting? You know? <laughs> so I'm standing there, and I like to silently judge people on the train because we're comics. We're fucked up. Let me tell you, it's the best way to do it. You start doing that shit out loud, people yeah. get pissed. <laughs> they get mad. So I do it with my internal dialogue. And I remember noticing this guy looking at everybody, and I and then I looked down and saw the guy sitting on the chair looking at his phone, and I was like, "Ooh, this child needs some head and shoulders in his life, honey." The dandruff. The guy. This is uh, the, the guy that know, hit me. Yeah, yeah into my I, head. I was like, he had a lot of dandruff flakes. He just he didn't look homeless, but he looked dirty, like he'd been on a bender for about a couple of years. Oh, okay. I I know exactly what you're talking. Like 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 Gino, right? <laughs> oh, Gino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gino on a Wednesday. Yeah, I'm paying you for this. Piece. And a Thursday, and Friday, and a Saturday. <laughs> All the days that end in a Y. <laughs> so, so wait, you're, so you you know, it's funny you noticed his dandruff. Now, did you? Uh, I wonder if you later included that in your description to the police. I did, yeah, of course. Of course, I did. Yeah, it's a oh, distinguishing I, characteristic. Hey, you never know, and uh, it's gonna be the dandruff, the dandruff bandit, or exactly, whatever. The dandruff it is. punch. Yeah. Well, so okay, you're, so you're, I'm you're looking quietly, at him then, silently looking at him and going like, "This guy's got dandruff," and he's sitting down looking at his phone. Yeah, he's looking at his phone, which is another sign he's not homeless or destitute. Right. Exactly. But it could be like one of them throwaway burner phones too. You don't know. Could be a TV remote. Yeah, it, it could have been somebody else's phone he stole. <sighs> Very likely. You know. Very and likely. Whatever. Now so he's scrolling and you know looking at shit. Whatever. And I'm looking around and I'm ignoring him and I'm in my head like thinking about like going over like because I wrote a bunch of new material. I'm like, yeah, I want to do this tonight. I'm going to do this tonight. You know, you're thinking of jokes and stuff. And we pull up to the next stop, which was 57th and 7th. And people get on and off. Nothing. Then we get to the next stop, which is 59th and 5th. And right before we get to the stop. No, no, no. Yeah, really quick, I want to ask you now, what part of the car are you in? Are you in the middle or are you on the, you know, what, one of the other extremes of the car? Like the ends? Or are you no, more we're in the middle, the middle of the car. Like, You're in the middle? Yeah. Okay. Not on the end. And, and how far away were you standing from him? Like about a so couple So like where feet, you're right? sitting, I'm standing on the pole like this. Gotcha. And he's sitting on the side bench. It's pretty crowded. Yeah. Okay. So right, but right as we're getting ready to pull into Fifth Avenue, 59th. He starts doing this with his phone on the floor. Like he gets down, he's like filming, like he's filming something behind me. And uh, he's looking behind me. And I'm like, I go, what's he filming that I'm missing? There must be something good. I'm like, I'm not going to turn around and be obvious because I don't want to be that person. So I literally step to my left a little bit to give him some room. Like, uh, dude, if you're filming something, I hope it's good. Did, you, did, did it seem like he might be doing like an upskirt or something? No, because he was going f like this and, and then coming up like this. Like he was filming. Who knows what he was doing? I wasn't looking because I was looking straight ahead. And Because and when you don't look at them, they don't exist. Right. I'm like, looking I, at them gives them power. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, if I just let this happen, just it's New York. People are crazy. Yeah. So and this and and your gut isn't telling you anything. Nothing. Interesting. Nothing, which is weird. My gut tells me everything. Fifteen years in Manhattan. Yes. Okay. So, so so I trust your instincts. Yeah, and my instincts are usually dead on. I feel things and I know things, and I'll tell you other incidents I've had with yeah. following my gut. So I'm not thinking anything, but I should have. But he comes back around. We pull into the stop. Train stops. The doors open. He stands up, looks at me, puts his phone in my face like this. So I went, whoa. 
bam, right around the pole, right in my eye. Knocked me out. My head went flying back. Everything went black. Wow. And my God. he runs off the train instantly. It was like like a pop and run. Yeah. And the people yeah, in front was, of me saw what happened. That was what, his stop, yeah, right? The people in front of me saw what happened. Screaming. I'm screaming. I've never felt pain like that in my entire life. Oh. I've been hit. I played roller derby. Nothing ever hit, hurt me like that, like this did. And I fall back, and then I can't, and I'm screaming like my eye. And all I'm thinking is, I just had eye surgery two weeks ago. Oh, my God, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I'm looking around, I'm like kind of dizzy, and I turn, and Ah. I lose my balance, and this Ah. big teddy bear black dude sitting there caught me. I kind of fell on his lap. Sounds a little racist. Yeah, it's a a lot racist. (laughs) He was the sweetest kind of soul. And he he goes, did you fall? I'm screaming, and I'm holding my eye, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm trying to talk, but I can't. Like when you're in that panic, shock, like you're trying to get words out and nothing's coming out, but just scream. Your throat is tight. Yeah, yeah. and the only thing that's coming out is scream, like incoherent Uh, scream. And I can hear it, but I can't force the words out. Like my head's saying something, something completely different is coming out of my body. Christ. And he goes, what happened? He's all, did you fall? And I'm like, I go, he hit, he goes, he hit you? I said, yes. And I was like, yes. He hit, you know, I'm screaming. I don't like Mondays. Really took and you off guard. I, he looks at me and he goes, oh, my <clears throat> God, because I moved my hand. I like losing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so people, at this point, apparently, according to witnesses, people are screaming. Yeah. They've yelled at the conductor, stop the train. This man assaulted somebody. Call the police. Call the paramedics. She's bleeding. They knocked her out. Right. And I'm in shock. And I'm like, where? And I picked up my my uh, my beats. I'm like, oh my god, my beats are broken. I'm like, where are my glasses? Just trying, I, just trying to put yourself together. At yeah, this point, just yeah. trying to figure out what happened. And I I, ha- I know where I am, but I don't know where I am. I know what happened, but I don't know what happened. Like it's that in between. And I grabbed my glasses, and they were broken. And I put them in my pocket, and I'm grabbing my stuff. And, I, and I, I'm holding my purse and my thing in my hand. I walk out, and my eye is just killing me. And Aaron's like, come on, we got to get you off the train. And people at this point are like, like the paramedics are on the way. The cops are called. The conductors stop the train. Like, all this is going on. I have no idea. And I walk out. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I start coming to that I've just been hit. And I'm like, this motherfucker hit me. I'm going to kill him. And I start to go find him. Like, like I'm going like to leave and go find him. And this girl stops me. She goes, you can't go anywhere. She goes, you need to go to a hospital. You're bleeding. And the way she's talking to you, if, if it's like what you're doing, she thinks yeah. you're uh, like, knocked like, senseless. Yeah, yeah okay. completely. She goes, you, she's like, you need to go to the hospital. Like, I'm completely out of my mind. <laughs> you don't need to kill anybody. And I pulled my hand down. My hand and my shirt were covered in blood. Because, you know, the blood vessels, there, they bleed out. Like when you hit a boxer and they cut and they just bleed profusely. Yeah, certain places bleed a lot. Yeah. And he cut me in those places. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I just fall apart. I completely fall apart. And so people are carrying me over to the bench down. They get off the bench. She's got to sit. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? Because they were way down because we were like the middle-ish car, like kind of like two or three cars up. And they saw it was at the whole place spread out. And they sat me down. This sweet girl. I couldn't even. I didn't even know what was going on. It's this sweet girl. She goes, I have a bottle of water. I have not drinking out of it. I'm going to open it. You should drink some water here. Like she was being nice. I didn't even know how to grab the water. 
I didn't even know what was happening. I'm like, is this, what do I do with this? Like, I couldn't wrap my head around. You must have had a concussion. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what to do with it. I'm like, what, what is this for? And, and it was so crazy. All this commotion's going on. And I'm sitting there, and, and the they're like the paramedics and the police are on their way. And I'm sitting there, my phone's on my lap. But I'm like, where's my phone? And, and the gentleman, Aaron, and the, another MTA worker's like, it's on your lap. Is, is Aaron the guy you just met? The, yeah, that, that picked that I... That carried that me off on. the train. Yeah, right. that it fell on. Such a sweet man. Wow, that's nuts. So you made a friend. I did. Made a friend. Mm. So he, um, I'm sitting there, and on my phone, I have the Citizen app. I'm, I'm addicted to this thing. It's the, the, the 911 calls that come through sometimes are so fucking hilarious. I will screenshot them and make fun of them. It's just because it's so bizarre. Like, man beating up people with a stuffed animal on 59th Street. Like, that's hilarious to I saw, me. I saw that guy, actually, yeah. You did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I saw somebody, what was he doing? There was somebody beating, uh, it was on 23rd Street, and it was a, a couple of homeless guys, and one of them was uh, hitting, uh, What I forget what it was, but there was a dog and a guy, and the guy was just swinging a stick around. It was like a big, long, rod-like stick. And he was, like, just looking for somebody to hit with this fucking thing. It's crazy now, but I'm sorry. That's okay. So when you look at this guy, and, and, and he's just before you get hit, dandruff, okay. Was he white, black, uh, Latino? He was Latino of some sort. Okay, gotcha. Of some sort. I'm thinking more Dominican, because thinking more Dominican because they come in a lot of different shades. They do, don't they? They do. Yeah. I'm like, I have to use the Home Depot paint chart, you know, the, the Sherwin-Williams. Like, what shade are you, my love? Yeah, what, like, uh, a, like a Starbucks, you know. Yes. Say, now, when. <laughs> so that's, that would be helpful. Um, yeah, so, I, so it pops up on the Citizen app, woman assaulted at uh, 59th and 5th, and I'm staring at it. I'm like, I've made it. <laughs> finally but, you're a citizen right finally and i'm looking at it and i don't know why like and i'll explain like another incident an accident i was in earlier this year um with my hand yeah i looked at it and something made me open it up and type on a comp because you can make comments on uh-huh. it and you could video it's, it's like it's basically like you know renegade video reporting you know no, right i'm familiar with citizen yeah. app yeah so i look at it i make a comment i said this was me if anybody saw anything, please call the police. I go, my eye is busted. And that I wrote that on the thing. Thinking, my eye is busted. Yeah. Somebody t- uh, chimed in like uh, when I looked at it later, and then I got on the ambulance and then went to the, the emergency, uh, to the hospital. And then I looked at it later, I saw that people had responded, and some guy goes, yeah, I was on the train. I saw it happen. I was standing against the door in between the cars, and the guy tried to get into the next car. He was trying to sneak in, and nobody would let him, and three guys pounded, stomped him into the ground on the platform because of what happened. Because what he did, they stopped him, and they stomped on him, and they were beating on him, but he got away from him because, yeah, so he got his ass kicked a little bit. After this happened. So that's what I'm saying. All this was going on around me. I had no idea. He goes, yeah, by the way, three guys stomped him in the platform. And he, and he, when he exited the car, he just, you turned back onto the next car. Right. And people were screaming, to. that guy, grab him, grab him. This guy hit this girl. He knocked her oh, out. Oh, that's cool. So people were like, what? Bam. And he just started beating on him. Wow. And he got away. He was obviously, I looked, he looked me dead in the eye and his eyes were gone. Because yeah. when he looked up and put his phone in my face, I could see right in his eyes. He was high on something. Wonder what that was about. I, I guess he was distracting you with the phone. Yeah. And 
that really is a, a way of uh, taking somebody's guard down. I guess yep. because then you when they move now the you're phone focusing away, on the phone exact, and not paying attention to the hand. Like well, yeah, my God, yeah, man, that's it was like, a slick. How about that? Well, you see, that's uh, it's pretty. I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. It's like so, watching, yeah. So, but the, what I find out now is, you know, I have a concussion, a slight concussion, nothing, not a major one, but I had a concussion. There's no orbital fractures. There's no internal bleeding. I was wearing like plastic clear glasses because of my surgery. I didn't want, plus I don't like going outside and having shit blow in my eyes. Oh, right. Because last year I had an infection in my tear ducts from all the shit blown in my eyes, touching things, touching my eyes. And I got... Yeah, and I uh, had an infection in my tear ducts, so my tear sacs were infected. So my eyes were really puffy and swollen, and they ended up swelling really bad. My eyeballs hurt. I had to have surgery to have it cut out. So they cut the skin here and then pulled it back and stitched it up. So I was doing cosmetically to fix the upper lid to, to match it because I'm a shallow fucking bitch, and I don't want my eyes to be fucked up. Symmetry is so, very important. Exactly. And... So this is I, all an elaborate cover for the, an right. injury you sustained right. so during I cosmetic surgery. Yeah. I got it. So I had this uh, these plastic cheap Aldo clear glasses on, and when he punched me, it kept the knuckle from pushing the eyeball deep back into the socket because he punched me with his knuckle sticking out like that. God damn! He I saw really, it coming. He was trying to really hurt you. Yeah, I'm like, you take one class at Tiger in Schulman. The, now you want to beat me up in the eye? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like huh. it was like I it happened so fast. And, but and she's uh, and just so, so you know, I'm telling you, she's she's putting her knuckle out, Christy, as she's middle, describing this. But yeah, the middle knuckle. So imagine the middle knuckle sticking out and punching with that into the your eyes, eye. eyeball. Yeah, dead right into, straight in into your glasses. Yeah, which are the which were plastic and uh, but they, they kept that they were like protected. Yeah, it was almost like safety goggles yep. or something. Big wow. time. That's that is a stroke of luck anyway. I mean, although. You did get cut, right? Yeah, but I'll take the cut over being blinded any day. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we'll of course. Anybody want to call in and do Should we do a poll? <laughs> <laughs> right. We are taking callers right now. We're at 1-800-577-TIPS. You know that's the number. Wow. I'm really happy that Isn't you were that able for... to come by and explain uh, about this because we it's been a topic lately. You know, a lot of violence in the subway. Uh, and, uh, in fact, here's a story now that... that I've been trying to even get around to all these subway stories, and there's so many weird ones. There's, you know, there's, there's so many. There's uh, been so many attacks, especially on this line. Oh, they on said, the, uh, on, on the on the yellow line, the NRW. Yeah, it's been Q. a lot of attacks. Fewer on the Q. I was on the R. Right, no, but fewer yeah. on the Q. Yeah. <laughs> a man who I okay, let's see, what do we have here? Uh, a 79-year-old uh, man preaching from the Bible uh, on a subway, left beaten and bloodied. Uh, by a woman who allegedly attacked him with a high heel shoe. And the violent attack was captured on video by riders on board a southbound 2 train nearing Times Square. Police sources uh, tell CBS2 the unidentified individual walked up and confronted the elderly rider, began to scream and curse the man, and then took his spiked stiletto heel, or took, I'm sorry, took her, her, her spikes, uh, yeah, for some reason they have his, and assaulted the 79-year-old. Uh, the attack was so brutal, it left the man with a gash in his head. And there's a video of this. I'll put that up on uh, the New York City Crime Report Facebook page, and you'll be able to see that, yeah, this guy, he was bleeding a little bit. You yeah, saw it. Yeah, he was it. bleeding yeah. a lot. And that was, you, 
she was cussing at him and yelling at him to get the fuck out of her way and all that shit. So there was a buildup. So, so when what? there's a buildup, yeah. that's when the camera phones come out because everybody wants to catch shit on film. Sometimes there I was think no that's why it's happening. With mine. No, not none. at all. No. So there's no video right. of it anywhere. And to make matters worse, that stop has no cameras inside that train stop because it's a dead zone. I'm like, this is Trump land. You know how many people want to kill this motherfucker? A dead zone. Yeah, it's a dead zone. It's not a, a highly zone. trafficked stop. Yeah, it's a dead zone. Seventh. A dead zone. 59th and 5th. And 5th, the one right before Lex. Yes. I guess that's why. Because yeah. a lot of people are waiting for the transfer. They're going to Queens. Yeah. They either, yeah, no one really gets off there. They either get off at Lex or they get off at 57th and 7th. The two, yeah. the one before and the one after. It's kind of a dead zone. So there's only one camera. So, but what? what cameras? I mean, what is, <laughs> put the them in there anyway. The city's covered with cameras. Put them in there anyway. So that, so, so the cop, the detective today tells me there's no cameras uh, westbound on 59th there. There's only one facing the exit at Central Park there, Central Park South, that's aiming towards Lexington. And that's where Epstein was sleeping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> here, here we go, here we go, here we go. Now, well, there's no way and, he knew that, right? Yeah, and I watched the video footage today from that camera. I went to the precinct. Were you, were you able to spot him? Nope. Didn't come out that way. They're like, yeah, not all the entrances are covered, just this one. Well, tell me about going to the precinct and, and talking to the detectives. What was that like? Um, not even close to Law & Order. Hilaire. <laughs> this was, like, so low budget. It... <laughs> low budget. It was, like... It no looked like services. Yeah. Well, it also looked... Exactly. It looked like it was, like, an old office that they just never cleaned or put... I mean, it's, like, from, like, the 70s. Like Barney 60s. Miller? Yeah, but that was fancy. Oh, this was wretched, dirty. They go, we don't even use the bathrooms in here. Oh, boy. And, uh... So, okay. So, it was like, but it was like going back in time and watching, I had to watch the footage, and he go, and they, I watched me come out afterwards to the ambulance, and then I go, that was, so then I had to look at mug shots to get descriptions. So I gave them a good description, like the hairline, the color, the eyes. I picked noses. A couple of them looked like the guy. Like a couple of them made me like whoop in my stomach. But right. but they were him. But I doubt they were him. Yeah. Because, and I don't want to say, oh, that's the guy. I'm a race, you know, that's, you know, just because he looks like that. I don't want to put an innocent man in jeopardy. I heard what you almost said, and I yeah. understand. I, the, it's racist. Nobody wants to fit. But is it? It just looks like him. You yeah. know what I mean? It could You could very well do the same but thing with anybody. All, yeah, but they said we can't just go, well, it looks like him. You have to be 100% sure it is. Exactly. And, and that I said I, I wasn't. And I said I wouldn't want to put an innocent man through hell with this. Just from his mugshot. Yeah, just because he happened to look like the guy. And I know it's not him. I know these mugshots weren't the guy. But when you have that, when you have, it's like when you've been violently attacked, you kind of want to pin it on somebody. Yeah, you need to resolve it. Yeah, for and sure. I wasn't about to because my gut was saying, this is not the guy. It looks like him, so I was taking characteristics. I would cover the computer. I'm like, from here down, don't look. I go, but this was his eyes. This was his hairline. This is not his lips or his fa or his nose. Or this part, this guy here, see how skinny this guy is? That's how skinny his face is. Or this guy, see how the pointy nose? That's how his nose looks. So I gave him different facial feature descriptions off of the different mug shots so they can get an idea, maybe do a police sketch. So he has it all written down. Well, you know something? You would like to resolve it, of course, right, if you could? And uh, if you were able to see him again and be more prepared, you'd like that. So we have a little surprise for you. Uh-oh. A visitor. 
Uh-oh. We found your attacker. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Come on in, Rodrigo. Hey, what's happening? You want to hit the other <laughs> eye? I still got a good eye left. <laughs> I need to make the match. I'm so happy to say that you are a great comedian. You open for uh, Dice Clay. Yes. And you open also for uh, Mooney. Yes. Paul Mooney. Uh, what a strange cross-section of people. <laughs> that I don't think there's probably... I wonder if anybody else has been a regular opener for, for both of those people. Uh, Paul Mooney and For Dice both Clay. of them together? Yeah. No, I'm the only one. Wow, that's nuts. It's either one or the other. And... Uh, you, uh, who, who else is open for Mooney? I mean, uh, Robin of, Montague, um, Robin Williams, Robin Gibbons, yep. anybody named Robin. Uh, yeah, a lot of Robin. Robin Leach. <laughs> who was the Robin that had Bebe's kids? Uh, Robin Harris. Robin Harris, yeah. It was great. Oh, that I was loved a him. Funny that man. dude was funny. Yeah. That dude was hilarious. He yeah. was one of the best. And what a great sort of reality to kind of like, uh, you know, be a, uh, bringing out, you're dating this woman, she's got kids, you're trying to just fucking deal with deal them with or the whatever. Yep. Yeah. And, and there's uh, a whole cartoon series about it. Yeah. And other comics tried to steal it. A little too heartwarming on the cartoon series. I know. Me. Well, I they like had to anything. make it for white people. Oh, good. Ugh. <laughs> I know. White people are the worst. Uh, what have's. <laughs> Um, so, like, uh, you uh, go, I guess, you in theaters, and you open, and, and you do this, and, and you're a power lifter. So that is, uh, you're you're quite a well-rounded individual now, crime victim. Yep. And, uh, Damn it. <laughs> I know, it bugs you, right? It really bugs me. It's yeah. really bugging me. I'm like... Well, your response to it is way different from a lot of people. I know you were on the train today. You're definitely not going to stop being a New York uh, individual. Well, the great thing is the outpouring of love and support from everybody, from the comedy store to the whole East Coast. Because the comedy store is my home. Yeah. And oh, is it? You're from yeah, L.A.? Yeah. And oh, my I'm God. A, my name's on the building. I've been a regular there since the 90s. My God! Yeah, and I had no idea. Yeah, wow, had a lot of history. And, that's uh, uh, well, that's, um, that's so you've been doing comedy show. how long? Uh, Twenty four years. I took a few years off when I played roller derby, and then Mooney got mad at me. Oh, homie, you belong on that stage, not on those skates. You belong on that stage. Oh, 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 homie. <laughs> that is great. So, um, that's great. That's see, that's an amazing thing. Not many people can say that a legend brought them out of retirement from roller derby and back into comedy where yeah, they belong. Especially yeah. a legend like Paul Mooney. Yeah, and so did you? Uh, Moved to New York 15 years ago. Yeah, because of right? Paul Mooney. Because, because of Paul Mooney. Yeah, Why? Because, because I was working with him at Caroline's every week when he was doing. He was there weekly or bi or bi weekly or tri weekly, basically. Yeah. You know, it, he would only be gone if he was doing something else outside of town. But we were there Thursday through Sunday, late shows. Instead of flying back and forth, it just made more sense. And he to goes, stay "Homie, the they he's a homie. They love oh homie. They love you in New York. You belong in New York. Oh homie." The audiences love you, homie. They love you. That's you know? great. Wow. But so I, I got a lot of love in New York since '99. So is, is is Clay? Is he similar to that? Dice? Does he uh does he tell you how much people love you and yes. stuff? Yes. Well, when because I hadn't seen him in years because we were really close in Los Angeles, and when I moved here, we kind of lost touch. I kind of like separated. That's when I stopped. I took a break. Yeah. Well, where did you do roller derby, LA? Here. Here. With Gotham Girls Roller Derby. And what was your team? Manhattan Mayhem. Do you want to know what my name was? Of course I do. <laughs> Bitchy Slambora. <laughs> I've heard of you. Have you? I've heard of Bitchy Slambora. Yeah, that's me. And uh, so... You're making it on in different fields. It's incredible. So I haven't seen... What's your powerlifting name? Christy Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jeff. 
<laughs> I identify. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, like, it's you compete with females, right? Oh, yeah. And and that's the way it is in powerless. Powerless. Yeah, it's is- all by gender, age. Okay. And uh, class. There's and so like I next year I'll be fifty, so I will be in the masters. Stop saying that. Don't tell people that. Oh, I brag. But I don't like it. Motherfucker, you don't look like this at 50. You can't live like this. At, you can't even do this at 30. I like to make people feel bad about themselves. <laughs> Use it for that purpose, okay. But I, I always remember when I was uh, when I was younger and somebody would say they were 50, I'd be like, all right, good time to take a piss. You know, if it, I, I just could not, I, I just knew they didn't know anything that, that I, and I, I think that. And now that we are, I assume like, everybody's a jerk off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 50, man, that's a bummer. Yeah, well, I, I still got, you know, 10 more months. I'm not just talking about for you. You're yeah. happy with it. You're fine. I'm the one that's like, uh, whatever. I'm shocked. I I'm like, wow. I thought I'd be dead by now. Every young person listening has gone, fuck off, and, and switched over to- uh, Go back know. to the bloody eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the out, like I was saying, the outpouring of love and support was great. And it was funny because I got a text from Aaron Berg going, are you okay? Do you need anything? You know, if, just let me know. You know, let me and Christine know. We'll be there. And I'm like, that's so sweet. And then- I got home from the hospital late that night, and the next morning he texts me. He goes, do you want to come to the stand tonight and talk about it on Frantic? And I was like, he's, are you out of the hospital? He goes, yeah. He goes, are you allowed to go out? And I'm like, yeah. I go, I just feel. I was told not to go to sleep. I might die. Yeah. And I was trying to, I was fighting going to sleep in, in the ER. I was like, oh, my God, I want to go to sleep. No, don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. Can't they give you amphetamines or something? Why? Don't, I wonder why they don't do that. I don't know. Seems like they would, but used to, uh, but, you, you did you go to the stand and talk yeah, about so it? Yeah, so I went that night to talk about Frantic it. Frantic is just a local stand-up show. It's at the stand. It's, yeah, that, uh, every Monday. Yeah, that Aaron, that's Aaron Berg show. Which Aaron has built into a really fine show. Really An fine amazing show. show. Yeah, and, amazing. The, and the new stand, I, I, I've been there only a couple times, but it's amazing. It's a great club. It's really pretty. That yeah. that room is set up, to, and people, the, the, the audience and the energy in there is really amazing. Like, like they want, even if uh, watching comics not do well, they were there with them, like, okay, we we got you. We're holding you. We're not gonna let you fall. <laughs> oh it, really? Okay. Yeah, that's so. how supportive the audience was. So I just went up there with no material. Right. It just talk about it. That's what the, that's what it was for. So I just wanted to see what would come out because that's what how if you I just write. Opened anything. your mouth. It was just word salad, and nobody could understand. And what then good night. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, that was weird. <laughs> and uh, but that's how I write anyways. I have ideas in my head, like a topic and some stuff about that topic, and a and a and a like a point of view about it or an opinion about it. And I'll go up and I'll just talk about it. I record it and I'm like, aha, now that I've heard it over a mic in my rhythm, now I know what direction I want to take it or I want to like keep building on that direction or, oh, I had a great idea after I heard it out loud. Uh, it's a good way to do it. And when I hear it out loud, that's when I know what to do with it. Because yeah. sometimes I'll write it down. It's funny. But then when I hear it out loud, I'm like, yeah, that didn't sound right. And you can't like do that. it at home. You can't like record. It's not yourself. the same. No, it's, it's not the same. I never run bits on people uh, because I don't. I, I never want to get that first one out and waste it on like somebody who's going to go, hmm. Or even but if they love it, it's just not good. It's yeah, not the same. Or, or, they, or it's something really hilarious like Teddy Smith and I talk like almost every day. He's like my big brother. Teddy Smith calls me Mr. President. Hilarious. <laughs> so he, he might call all white guys Mr. President. Oh, I'm thinking of it. Oh, <laughs> homie. And, uh, so we'll run bits on each other. He'll go, oh, you need to do that. You need to write that down. And something that I know would be in my voice mm. on stage, I'll write it down. I'm like, or I'll come up with something. He goes, that's funny. I go, no, 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 no. This is for you, Teddy. This is something you need to write down. Or oh. you need to talk about that more. 
And so we do bits on like, but we write together. It's not that we run bits on each other. We just uh, talk and laugh. Right, right, right. And then right. we're like, oh my god, that's perfect. And there's yeah. so we you're, you're writing is yeah, what you're doing. Yeah, we're just on the phone writing for and a couple the, hours. And, and the more you don't think of it as writing, the more writing you get done. Exactly. It's and a so, very you people don't understand what an elusive thing it is that we do. We have to create without knowing we're creating. Yeah. We have to perform while we're being completely ourselves and not performing. Yeah, and not sound like you're reciting off of a piece of paper. Yeah, while also having a very clear-cut direction and knowing uh -huh. what you're going to say. It's yep. it's a very bizarre thing, but the writing process is only it only works almost always if you don't know you're writing. Except there's that grinding kind of writing. I do that too sometimes. And you can get stuff that way just by like, you know, literally sweating it out with a computer. Yeah. It, it doesn't work for everybody. And and really, if you don't need to do it that way, you shouldn't. Because, you know, you always have a way. I've seen you perform. I haven't seen you perform a ton of times. Uh, uh, you'll lay on your back and just spread your legs and just go nuts, right? <laughs> <laughs> you get very physical. Are you still getting physical now yes. that you've. Okay. Yes. So that's not slowing you down. No. That's no, great. Not at all. And. To me, the physical part, because I am so abrasive on stage, and I'm so, like, as Dice calls me, military, he goes, you command the whole place. Like, they're under your, they're listening to every word you say. This is Dice saying this, okay. Yeah. That's military. Something. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know yeah. Well, Because funny, because like, him and I were really close, and at the comedy store, he used to call me military. Because he goes, when you go on stage, it's like, attention, everybody's focused on you. Yeah. No matter, and you take them on these weird rides, or you... You're so committed to your material that even if it's bullshit and you're and you're just you know making a mock, they're gonna go with you, and even if they don't believe what you're saying, they're gonna go with you. Like, even your shitty jokes, they pay attention. <laughs> so I went on stage that night and I just talked about it. I told the story. Sounds and, cathartic. Yeah, it was very cathartic. But then when I got done, I felt like I'd just been violated all over again because I was talking about it. And now you're suing the stand. Totally. Excellent. Like, hashtag stand too. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it was cathartic, but then it was like, but I needed to get that out and feel that vulnerable because I don't let my guard down enough and I don't, because I'm always have my guard up because, you know, yeah. it's a tough city. So it was kind of nice to like let my guard down. The audience was with me the whole. They laughed in the right places when I was like thinking funny things. But then when I got off stage, like I saw Joe goes really funny, and I go, I know for me it wasn't, but I know where I want this bit to go now. He goes, well that's what tonight was for, it was for you to just get it out. So I thought about like this doesn't sound like me just telling the story, even though this really happened. So. I twisted it into the point of where it would sound like me, like who the fuck would hit her? You went military. Totally. You had to crank it up from vulnerable back I to had military. To. I had to get back to me. But you had that vulnerable moment. So I did it the next night at Broadway. And you didn't feel violated at the end nope, of that set. I, did you? And then I even got added more to it after that second set. Of course. And and so like I'm like, shit, I only got like a couple weeks left of this black eye. I gotta milk it. <laughs> you know, I gotta milk this bit quick. But uh, it was great, and and the bit really works. That's great. Well, so, when can we see you next? Uh, what is today? Today is Monday. Uh, I do. I close the ten thirty show every Tuesday at Broadway. Okay. Um, December, Broadway Comedy Club. Yep. Uh, and uh, the first Saturday of every month, I do the late show at Westside. Okay. And December seventh is our one year anniversary of the Wild Wild West. 
And That's at Westside? Yeah, at okay. Westside Comedy Club. And What's uh, it take to do that? I'd love to do that show. Just be a fucking asshole and get on there. Oh, are you the one who books it? Yeah. Okay. Of I'll course you will. Be an asshole. Yeah. Gino, Gino is one of my staples because he's so fucking nuts. Is that what it is? You have to be uh, You have obnoxious? to be, well, it's not even obnoxious. You just have to be non-mainstream and cookie cutter. If you can... I'm the definition of that. What are Exa- you talking about? Yeah. You know me, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, you know, there's really not any hacky. Uh, those... My place is NSFW, NC17. Gina has disclaimers up for me. Love it. So if you're offended, fuck you. That's your that's your problem because it's a joke. Not enough of that these days. It yeah. used to be like that kind of all the time. Yeah, and it's a safe place for us to go wild and keep our voices alive. But like... um. One other, one other safe space for that is Compound Media. And you can see me on Safe Space on Thursdays with Talib Starks. Don't forget. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I do. I'm a regular on In Hot Water with Gino and Aaron. Ah, and I'm I, surprised we haven't run into each other more I know. there. Yeah? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I only come there uh, in the mornings uh, every once in a while. I'm usually like, I do a 2.30 show during the day, a TBD, and then right. a couple of those through the week. But I do Crime Report, uh, right. you know, the of video course. version. That's what of, I know, yeah. yes. Uh, on Thursdays, and uh, yeah, so I'm there quite a bit, and and uh, but you know what, it it makes sense that in hot water stuff starts at nine, and I ain't in there then. But you know my ex probably, she's on that show sometimes, Chrissy. Uh huh. Yeah, I know Chrissy. Yeah, she, the wet spot girl. Yes. Yeah, we dated for years. Oh wow. We'll get into it another time. I feel as if we've talked a lot <laughs> That's of a shop. Whole, well, why don't we do this? You should be on at my show, which is every Thursday night. 10.30, it's Christy Unleashed with J.C. Best. Every Thursday? Yeah, t- live at 10.30 at B-Box Radio. God, that'd be, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I know J.C. too. J.C.'s a fan. Oh, we yeah. get along. Oh, yeah. J.C.'s great. Okay. He's a great. He's he's a great co-host, and we have a great chemistry together, but nothing. Nothing like, like what we've got, I know. Nothing. <laughs> no, but we just, like, I am such an asshole, but I just like to, I, I just don't care. I'm like the white Wendy Williams, basically, is what J.C. says. And the old school Wendy Williams. Oh, she was she, actually rebel it, rebellious. Because she cares now. Yeah, because she actually. She started. She started caring. That's I know too bad. because she had that. She got that network money. Yeah. When they get that network money, honey. Suddenly you care. Suddenly every. Suddenly, how you doing became how you doing. Not like he's a faggot. Pay me to care, and yep. that's all good. Hello. So, all right. So once again, what's the name of that show? Christy Unleashed with JC Best every Thursday live on bboxradio.com. And you can find me at your show. What, what night am I going to be on your show? At the 7th? Is that Why right? Why don't you come by the 7th? Because I want to do the 7th. I want to do it differently and have everybody do 10 minutes and celebrate the one-year anniversary. So come down. I would love to. Thank you very much. Of course. Website, 11 p.m. Club, 11 p.m. show. And there's no way... Nothing is going to prevent me from going there. Even if I get punched on the way, fuck it. I'm Bring there. that black guy in there. <laughs> I'm so happy that you have, you know, come back so strong from this. It's only been how long? It's eight like days. Eight days, and you are. I was back on stage day one. You're like a champ. Good for you, Christy. Uh, we will uh, we'll keep an eye out for you everywhere. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know a good eye. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.